Welcome, everyone, to Force of Nature Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew D. Hamilton, and I'm here with my co-host, David Bodger. Terrific. So this week is the first episode of a series of episodes. The next few weeks, we will be dedicating to crocodiles and alligators. And as of now, I have the next few episodes planned out. We will do solo episodes on the Nile crocodile um, and American alligator, and then an episode covering several attack stories. But this week, we will be learning all about crocodiles. We will cover interesting facts and learn all about the different species. This is going to be fun. I I thought a series of episodes would kind of be a good idea for them. You can't cover crocodiles in one episode. No, they're so, all over the place. Yeah, this is this is going to be a lot of fun. And they're dangerous. <laughs> they are very, very dangerous. Uh, as always, we are joined in the studio by Colonel Cheetor. Hey, you jabronis need to tell everyone about being on the other podcast. That's right. Oh. Ah, thanks for reminding us about that, Cheetor. He's doing some work. Yeah. You've earned your stars. <laughs> or your spots. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's right, Dave. Dave and I, uh, we made friends with another podcast called the Thorskin Podcast. They contacted us and asked us to be on their show. Uh, these guys are all really cool guys, very friendly, even the British ones. <laughs> and we are going to uh, record with them on Saturday. The episode will be uh, out either Saturday or Sunday. I can't remember which day they come out. Uh, so if you want to get to know Dave and I a little bit more and see us interact with some other guys, uh, make sure to check out the Thorskin podcast. And we are going to have we're going to have fun talking with these guys. I'll put up a link to the to their show so our listeners can find it easily. But I'm excited. It's it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. And as always, we want to thank all of our listeners from around the world. Thank you for following us and helping us grow. Uh, I like to think that we have a small cult-like following. Yeah. And if you enjoy the show and want to contribute, what you can do is go to iTunes or whatever platform you use, give us a uh, review, give us five stars, say something you like about the show. It really helps us get noticed and gain more attention, uh, gain more listeners. And I know it takes like 30 seconds, but it really means a lot. So if you could please do that, it would would just help us out a lot. So please do that. And we love interacting with our uh, listeners as well. Yeah. But, Dave, before we get started, let's play a game. Let's play Find That Country Challenge. I'm stumping you this time. We'll see about that. Uh, Last week you chose Lesotho, which I found pretty easily. Uh, Maybe you can get me this week. We'll see. So how it works is Dave has selected a random country, and I will find it on his nice squeaky globe. What do you have for me this week, Dave? Okay. You ready? Yes. <clears throat> You're going to need to not even be blindfolded for this one. <laughs> China. All right. I'm just kidding. All right. <laughs> I, I looked at Dave like, huh? <laughs> like, I've had a long day today, but is, you're going to do that easy? It's like, oh, shoot. I wasn't thinking of the big ones. <laughs> no. Okay. Ready? Yes. San Marino. I know exactly where it is. Oh, let's see. Where is it? Oh, it's in right You can't there. even see it. Uh, okay, he <laughs> found it. Oh. Oh, that was I thought it would be so small, he wouldn't be able to see it on the map at all. So, yes, yeah, San Marino is actually inside of Italy. Yeah, I think it's on it's the another en- enclave. 
Yeah, it is. Country. It's completely surrounded by one other country. Yeah, it's completely surrounded by Italy. It's inside of Italy, and so is the Vatican. The Vatican is like Uh that, Yeah, Vatican Vatican City. Vatican City, yeah. But, uh, yeah, San Marino, right on the east, yeah, in the Adriatic Sea area, I believe, right? Yeah, it's on the eastern side of Italy. I can't really see exactly on the mountains there, but... Okay. Yeah. So, do you have any interesting facts about it? Yeah. It is uh, touted as being... The oldest constitutional republic in the world. Because this country was founded in uh, 302 AD, I believe it is. I believe it was. 302 AD. Yeah. Okay. And it, it's and it survived from from then as a republic. Wow. You know, like it took on the Roman Republic kind of thing, so mm-hmm. and it had its own constitution and it's lived by that since that time. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Do you know how big it is? Uh, let's see if I could find that again. I know it's it's small. It's, it's like super the fifth small. smallest country in the world. Yeah, I think Vatican Vatican City is actually the smallest. I've actually been to Vatican City. Have you? Mm-hmm. Oh, did you I walk went, through it in two steps? <laughs> <laughs> no, I went through the Sistine Chapel, and we actually saw the Pope when I was there. Oh wow! Yeah, I just ran into on accident on a Sunday. He was doing some kind of talking, and yeah, it was pretty cool. Saw the Pope. It was nice. the new Pope, the cool Pope. Right on. But, uh, yeah, do you have anything else on That's San cool. Marino? Yeah, uh, let's see. It's also touted as being one of the highest countries. How do I say this? Uh, it has the highest GDP per capita. Okay. So the okay, gross, I know domi- you mean, you know, gross, domi- was it gross domestic product, I believe is what yeah. it's called. Yeah, and it's of about 60,000 something per capita. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. So it's pretty. It's a pretty rich country. Seems to do well. It was actually founded by a stonemason. Stonemason. Yeah, yeah. He was rebuilding a bunch of walls in that area. You mean it wasn't Dan Marino? No, <laughs> it was not Dan Marino. I wonder if he's a center from there though. That didn't ever <laughs> said it, but yeah, it has also stayed neutral in many conflicts. In fact, um, you know, Napoleon ravaged Europe, mm-hmm. and that was. A time where it was like, oh shoot, we might lose our, uh, you know, our long-standing yeah. <laughs> constitution republic of nothing happening. But uh, one of the regents in the country was actually friends with Napoleon, and so he oh, wrote no. to him. He's like, hey, uh, could you like, kind of leave us alone? And Napoleon <laughs> wrote back like, yeah, yeah, we'll leave you alone. In fact, nobody cares about you anyway. Fact, yeah, he's like, in fact, when this is done, if you guys want, we'll give you more land. <laughs> <laughs> But apparently the 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 uh, uh, politicians of the country rejected that. They're like, no, oh, we don't want to mess with anything. Okay. You know? But yeah, so he he didn't do anything with it. Napoleon didn't leave, left it alone. Interesting. In World War One, it was neutral, and Italy didn't like that because they were afraid that we're gonna, you know, like if you're gonna be with us, then you might house uh, Austrian spies and stuff. You know, because right. they're in the middle of Italy. Yeah. So they were mad at him, but and then but they still. They were still neutral. They had, uh, how do you say? They they had people from their country go with Italy to okay. fight. They had one. They had one corps of of soldiers go with Italy as soldiers, and another corps went as medics, trying to show their neutral okay. stance. But uh, um, but they did become. It was. It is a republic. So they have an election election policy, and they actually had fascists put in place after World War One. Wow. You know, like Italy. We're turning into a history podcast was, right now. This oh, cool. sorry. No, no, I'm going on. No, I like it. Oh, okay. That's cool. um, yeah. So they were uh, they were fascists like Italy at the mm-hmm. time, but it was a it was a it was a fascist party elected, and so and then 
after World War II, which again they stayed neutral in. Okay, I was in, I was curious. I was going to ask you about. That. Yeah, they 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 declared new, neutrality in there, but oddly enough, both countries tried to take advantage of them. They were the the. Uh, England bombed them Did they? at one point saying, we think you've got German stuff in there. Like, we don't have anything. <laughs> Leave us alone, you know. And then but and then closer to the end, they also took in allied refugees, you know, to help right. just helping out. But they kept their neutral stance. And then afterwards, they were, they're one of the most. <laughs> you you read, did some reading on this. Too, yeah, that was interesting. I kind of like that. that uh, yeah, area, I, I, did, I don't know much about it. Yeah. But uh, after World War II, um, they then became. Uh, one of the only d- democratic, uh, what do you call, democracy-type government okay. to elect a communist party. Oh, They had it for about 10 years. They were communist. Huh. But, and then after that, they, I guess, went on, got another another party. Well, now I'm curious about San Marino. That's I pretty feel interesting. Like, I feel like reading up a little bit yeah. about it. But that, that it, has, it has no uh, national <laughs> debt. I it actually that. has a surplus, so it seems to be in the high one of the highest GDPs per capita. It seems like they're it's doing running pretty right, well, yeah. So yeah, it's kind of like, oh man, maybe that's a great place. To... Maybe <laughs> we should go there. It's in Italy. Why not? Well, I shouldn't say it's in Italy. It's no country. Yeah, it's but... close enough. Yeah. So that's pretty neat. Yeah. Neat little place. That was that. Good job, Dave. Thanks. I'm glad you. That was yeah. That was a fun one. I'm, I feel like learning a little bit more. I might have to read some. <laughs> <laughs> but let's get into what this. Uh, podcast is about let's get into some animals all right <laughs> uh and like i said this episode will be all about crocodiles we will cover more in we will cover more in depth about alligators and caiman uh later in the series and the, well they'll get mentioned this week and we'll go over some differences about them but the majority yeah you be... might need to go over the differences between caiman and crocodiles you know just just for listeners they might oh, not understand what the difference is you know the listeners <laughs> You mean, you mean yourself? <laughs> okay, yeah. Sometimes even I get confused. Well, that's okay because scientists <laughs> scientists get confused too. So oh, okay, it's, okay. Every, it's an everybody thing. <laughs> but um, crocodiles, for me at least, if I had to like choose an animal that scares me the most, an animal most fear I'm most fearful of, I think I'd go crocodile. Mm. Uh, over, I'd go crocodile over spiders, snakes, sharks. Anything, I'd say crocodile is Ooh. my is the one I would probably fear the most. Luckily, we live in Salt Lake City, and there are <laughs> no crocodiles, so that helps. If they would, if they we did have crocodiles, they'd be saltwater crocodiles, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> great Salt Lake. Yeah, <laughs> and nothing else lives in that lake. No, not even crocodiles. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. Uh, and unlike sharks, for the most part, crocodiles have earned their fearsome reputation. Mm. Uh, now, in no way am I trying to villainize or demonize them. Crocodiles are amazing animals, and they're really cool. But they can also be really scary monsters, but also really cool and scary monsters. Let's let's just stay out of the wa- their waters, and everything will be fine. Yeah. But let's let's get going. Let's learn some more about them. Crocodiles are the largest of reptiles under the family Crocodiliae. This term is sometimes used loosely to include other members of the order Crocodilia. Mm. This is going to get a little confusing. Which will include alligators, caimans, which are under the family Alligatoridae. 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 No. Alligatoridae. You know what I'm going for. And then (laughs) there are more. 
uh, gerals. Have you ever heard of them? No. They are they're a large species, but they they're the ones with really long, thin snouts. Okay. You, yeah. Yeah, and it seems like they have like a kind of boat not, not at the very out, end. At the very end, it rounds out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, more so than any of the other ones, and they're I think in India. I will, we'll cover them another time, a little bit more in depth. But they're they're mostly fishermen. They hunt fish pretty much exclusively. Oh, okay. They're not known to be dangerous. Oh. But they are of the family uh, Gavidilidae. Huh. <laughs> Gavidilidae. Um, I am not doing good today. <laughs> but the the biology gets really complicated in the naming of the orders of the family, stuff like that. So all of the all of them are under uh, crocodilians. Okay. Uh, but are not of the same family. Hopefully that makes sense. They're under the order of crocodilians, but difference it's complicated, man. <laughs> and the gar- yeah, like I said, the garrels are the easiest to tell apart with their long, thin snouts, but crocs, gators, and caiman are much more difficult to tell apart. And the best way to tell them apart is uh, looking at their heads and snouts. Crocodiles have longer, more narrow heads and snouts, and they end in more of a V-like shape. Does that make sense? Yeah. And gators and caiman have more of a U-shaped snout. I mean, okay. If you ever mix those two letters up, and I can't even read my own handwriting on this. <laughs> so, and there's also another way to tell them apart by their appearance. And I remember reading this as a kid too. So I'll put I'll, I'll put it a little more simple. When a croc's mouth is closed, it has both of its upper and lower teeth showing and hanging out okay and they're visible now with the gators and caiman only the upper teeth will show outside of their mouth huh. uh, their lower teeth will go inside depressions in their upper jaw so they are inside the mouth hmm. does that make sense yeah crocs are also known to, to be more aggressive than gators most of the time yeah but sometimes, like I said, it can be difficult, really difficult to tell them apart. Uh, even for scientists, they struggle with just looking at them. Mm. Uh, luckily, there are only two species of alligator, which helps. <laughs> there is a smaller gator species called the Chinese alligator. And then there are the main ones, the better known ones, the American alligator. Yeah, I think and, they're easier to tell apart than a, uh, than a crocodile. Yeah. The smaller ones are harder. It's True. just not they're not as big like alligators you could tell maybe it's just looking like looking at twins you know when you get to when you know what an alligator is yeah, you can tell good, the difference that's a good point you know right. and like i said we'll get into more into uh, alligators when we cover them but unless you're in eastern china or the southeast united states then it's going to be crocodiles yeah. Unless, <laughs> unless you're in central or south america where caiman live then you could also mix them up Okay. I will cover caiman with gators together uh, later in the series. Let's stay focused on crocodiles. There are currently 15 existing species of crocs. You ready to go over them all? Let's do it. So I'm going to quickly go over each one and say where they live and maybe an interesting fact about them. But I'm going to keep it relatively short for most species and we'll go over their conservation status. And then I'll go into a little bit more detail on the larger ones, the main ones. All right, let's okay. get going. First up, we have the Western African crocodile. It is a cousin to the Nile crocodile, but much smaller in size and lives in Western and Central Africa. 
Okay. And I will say, whoever named most of these, they're not very clever. It's just oh, like, really? they're just saying where they're from in this crocodile. Oh. <laughs> there's there's one good there's one really good named one I'll get to. Okay. And then second, we have the Central African slender snouted crocodile. That's its full name. Hmm. Uh, living in more, they live more in rainforest areas, and it, they're a medium sized, and uh, they are actually critically endangered. Ooh. There's several species that are uh, of least concern, and then there's some that are like really close to oh. um, being extinct. Interesting. Uh, but hey, don't mix up the Central African slender snouted crocodile up with the Western African slender snouted crocodile. <laughs> Talk about a gang fight. <laughs> yeah. all, they're also a medium sized and also slender snouted and also critically endangered. Hmm. Uh, up fourth next is the smallest of all crocodiles, the dwarf crocodile. And the average size for an adult is four to five feet. And weigh 40 to 70 pounds. That's mm. a dwarf. I mean, that's still not like a small animal. You could take a dog. Yeah. And they are also found in Western and Central Africa. And they are listed as vulnerable. Okay. Next up, the uh, number five is called the Siamese crocodile. Hmm. They are fairly small and they're listed as critically endangered. But it's possible that they might even be extinct already. Oh, wow. Its uh, its status is kind of unknown right now. Hmm. And if there are some in the wild, they are in freshwater in Indonesia and Malaysia. Okay. Maybe. Uh, in, uh, next up, we have the Philippine crocodile. Where's uh, that at? Um, geez. Is it in the Philippines, perhaps? I, you know, yeah, that would, I think so. Let's, let's say it is. <laughs> you, know, you never know. I might pull a, what is that, the shellfish leopard, or what is that, uh, the crab leopard? Oh, the, le- the oh, what was it? <laughs> that seal, the crab, oh, yeah. the crab eater seal. Yeah. And guess what? It didn't eat crabs. <laughs> Who the hell names these things sometimes? Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> that one is kind of funny. Yeah. But yeah, the Philippine crocodile, they're relatively small, um, obviously from the Philippines, and they are also critically endangered. Hmm. Next is the New Guinea crocodile. Uh, you want to take a guess where that one is? <laughs> oh, gee, uh, Australia, New Guinea, I mean. <laughs> yeah, Papua New Guinea, and they are a smaller freshwater species, and they are at least concern. Okay. They can live they they can live in salt water, but try to avoid it since the saltwater crocs live in the same areas. Oh. So they I guess I take it they're not as big as the saltwater crocs? No. Okay. As you'll find out nothing's as big as them. Oh. Uh, next we have freshwater croc or uh, yeah, next we have freshwater crocodiles or if you're Australian if you're Australian, they're known as freshies. <laughs> nice. That's they I, uh, Australians. They put an IE after everything. Uh, they are a smaller species in northern Australia, and they live in rivers with considerable distance from the sea to also avoid the saltwater crocs. Mm-hmm. And they are at least concern. Next, let's go to the um, Americas. We have the Morlets crocodile. Mm. It's small to medium sized and lives in Central America. On the Atlantic side, in Mexico, Belize, and Guatemala. Uh, they are mostly in fresh water, but sometimes salt water, and they are also of least concern. Okay. 
Now we have the Cuban crocodile. Hmm. Wonder where that one lives. <laughs> it's a smaller species, uh, but known for being really, really aggressive. It might be the most aggressive species. Oh. Hey, it's got that fiery yeah, attitude, it's got, huh? the, it's got the Latino heat. <laughs> <laughs> and... It is the most terrestrial of crocs and will hunt on land, actively hunt oh, on wow. land. It, it once spread throughout the Caribbean, but now is only in small pockets in Cuba, and it is also critically endangered. Hmm. Next up, number 11, is the Orinoco crocodile, which is found in Venezuela and Colombia. It's a large size croc and get up to around 14 feet. Wow. That's big. Uh, most people have never heard of this large croc, probably because they are critically endangered. Uh, and I, I remember seeing them, you know, that 72 most dangerous animals. Yeah. I remember watching a video and I was like, holy shit, this thing is huge. Mm. I thought it was a saltwater croc at first because how big this one was. But yeah, they're they're critically endangered and you rarely oh, see them. Okay. So our next four I saved for last. These are like the Mount Rushmore of the crocodile species. Okay. And these four also account for the most attacks on people. Hmm. Uh, first, let's talk about the croc with the fourth most attacks. That's the American crocodile. They are one of the largest species, and adult males can get up to 14 feet on average, and weigh up to 850 pounds. Wow. That's a big croc. They are also the most widespread crocs in the Americas, ranging from South Florida, uh, both coasts of Mexico, Cuba, Haiti, Jamaica, hmm. all over the Caribbean, and as far south as Peru and Venezuela. And they are the only other croc, other than the saltwater crocs, to commonly live in saltwater. They can often be found on beaches and swimming in shallow ocean water. Oh. You could even find them in Florida. Wow. And adults are uh, for these crocodiles are apex predators and have no natural enemies. But they have been known and they have been known to uh, kill and feed on sharks. Wow. A lot, a, lot of, a lot of any yeah, so the saltwater crocs have too, but yeah, these guys have as well. Uh, they feed specifically on lemon sharks. Oh, okay. And sharks Those try, are pretty big sharks. Yeah, they're not, they're not small. Yeah. And sharks try to avoid uh, areas where these crocs are at. Uh, I mean, if you're a great white a great white shark, you probably don't care about these crocs, but uh, much smaller crocs will actively avoid them. Hmm. And something I didn't know is uh, about these crocs. Uh, these crocs are dominant and behave more aggressively than American gators. Ooh, okay. And they do have relationships with the other um, American croc species and caiman. Most of the time, the American croc is dominant, but there have been reports of gators killing American crocs and other species killing smaller American crocs. But the adults are known for killing other species as well. Okay. So basically, they all kill each other. Yeah. <laughs> but the American croc normally will win. And these crocs are actually listed as vulnerable. Okay. Next, we have the croc with... Uh, when I say the the most attacks, it's it's really... A lot of sources said different things about mm. who which one attacks more. So we'll just... We're going to say for now, uh, they attack the third most amount of people. 
And you probably haven't heard of this one. And this is the one I said has the coolest name. It's called the Mugger Crocodile. Oh, that's a good name. The Mugger Crocodile. (laughs) That's just, that's a a good name. Don't go swimming at night. You never know if the mugger will get you. (laughs) Yeah, see? You might have to do it in an Indian accent, but... (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, Yeah, they're pretty cool. And uh, these guys are a medium-sized croc. So they uh, only get to around... Uh, eight to eleven feet. Oh, okay. That's that's not very big for a croc, but these guys are native to Pakistan, Sri Lanka, Burma, Bhutan, Bangladesh, and India. And these are heavily populated areas, which kind of explains why they have a lot of attacks under their belt. Okay. Uh, despite their smaller size, that makes that yeah. makes more sense now. Yeah. And an interesting fact about them is that they have been documented using lures to hunt birds. Wow. Uh, by what they do is they like balance sticks and branches on their heads. Uh, they have then the birds um, are that are looking for nesting materials go for them and then they just grab the bird. Wow. Yeah. Those things are smart. And, yeah. And this strategy is quite effective as well. And they are also listed as vulnerable. Hmm. Now, with our next two species, these guys are the heavy hitters. And some of the scariest, most deadly, and awesome animals on the planet. First, let's talk about the Nile Crocodile. They are considered the second largest living reptile in the world, after our number one. Now, I want to do a solo episode on these guys in our series, probably next week. Yeah, next week or the week after. So not going to go in too much depth. But if you if you've seen it like a nature documentary and you've seen crocodiles in them, it's most likely these ones. Okay. I've seen them in lots of documentaries, especially when you see like a wildebeest or zebras crossing rivers uh, with Nile crocs, just like picking them off, you know. Or them, or they'll like. Have you ever seen them where they'll they're slowly glide to them underwater while a wildebeest or something is drinking. Uh huh. And then they'll just pop out, yeah. grab them. Oh, that's isn't that cool? Yeah. And scary. Some sometimes they'll even like go under the water so you don't even know where they are, and then boom, out of nowhere. Sometimes they'll have like their eyes and nose right above the water. But it's really cool to see that. I, I bet a lot of our listeners have seen yeah. that. It's crazy. You, you it's funny when you watch those because they know it's there. And like Actually, you'll no, see them drinking. Sometimes and some do. of them you'll see you'll see like some of them start to say, "Okay, it's getting too close." And other ones just risk it. They're like, "Oh, I'm still gotta, too thirsty or something." They're like, "Ah, oh, he's still far enough away. I could, I could totally beat him." And then <laughs> next thing you know, it just yeah. makes this huge this quick snatch. Yeah, it's really cool one. to see that like a huge a big Nile crocodile grab a wildebeest and just drag it under. Once it's got it, it's not it's very hard for a wildebeest or a zebra to escape. It's, yeah. it's really cool to watch. And then they'll like a pack of crocodiles will come and just start eating them. It's it's really cool. And these guys are super dangerous to humans and are responsible for hundreds of deaths each year. Mm. And I've got some good stories to tell when we cover them in their solo episode. I've got one in particular that's really good. And and they are named after the river they inhabit, the large or the not the largest, the longest river in the world, the Nile. The Nile River is deeply rooted in history, too. Like, ancient Egyptians lived and died by the Nile River. Yeah. But the crocs 
aren't just in the Nile. They are all over sub-Saharan Africa. The males average between 12 to 16 feet. That is a big-ass croc. Yeah. And they weigh from anywhere from 500 to 1,600 pounds. Oh, my goodness. Individuals have been recorded to be 20 feet and almost 2,500 pounds. Wow. That is crazy. Yeah. Nile crocs are listed as least concern. <laughs> so the most deadly yeah. ones are the ones that are out there the most. What are you going to do? Yeah. What are you going to do with something that's killing hundreds of people? Oh, leave him alone. He's threatened. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Yeah. yeah. That is too many of them. <laughs> So now, yeah, they're least, least least concern, and so I want to give a little bit of a teaser before we cover Nile Crocs. There is a famous serial killing, uh, man eating Nile Croc. Whoa! Have you heard of him? No. He has a name. He has his own Wikipedia He's... page. Really? Oh yeah. His name is Gustav. Uh, oh, I have heard of this. Then I might have told you about him. Oh, maybe, oh, maybe it was you then. Yeah. And he has. Re- uh, supposedly, nobody really knows. I think a lot of it's in uh, myth. Yeah, he oh. just, but anyway, he has supposedly killed as many as 300 people. Wow. And he is from Burundi and has a, he has a mythical status and is greatly feared by people in the region. And as far as I know, he's still alive. Wow. Too bad Jim Corbett isn't then. I know. <laughs> I wanted to, I wish Jim Corbett would hunt him. Yeah. Uh, he, and he has, his, like I said, his own Wikipedia page. Uh, his own, he has a Facebook page dedicated to him. And he is expected to be over 60 years old. Wow. And he, he has cheated death multiple times. Like people have thrown dynamite in the river trying oh to kill him. Oh my goodness. He's been shot multiple times, and as far as I know, he's still alive. Dude, so. I hope this thing's got some pretty cool battle scars, you know? Oh, he does. Comes out looking like Thor or something. <laughs> yeah. He really, he does have That's battle awesome. scars. There's, there's a document. I don't want to go into too much detail, but there was a documentary made, and they tried to capture him. Oh, really? And they set a trap for him and fenced in, and he he got hooked. Oh, but then he tore the whole thing down oh, wow. and took everything, just broke all the, the cage and everything. It's So we're going to find wow. out more about him That's when crazy. we cover Nile Crocs. Okay. And Gustav is honestly one of the reasons why I started this podcast. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I started, I, I, my initial idea was like serial killing animals. Uh-huh. And so we had the Champawat Tigress. Yeah. Jim, so that's how I got into Jim Corbett. Mm-hmm. And then it just took off and got its own life from there. Okay. All in my head. But yeah, Gustav was an inspiration for one of this podcast. Right on. Is that a good teaser? You think yeah. people want to hear about yeah. Gustav? I do. All right. Now let's get to the largest reptile on the planet. To put it in a wrestling reference, the Bruno San Martino, the Hulk Hogan, the Rock, the Stone Cold, the Brock Lesnar, the Goldberg <laughs> of crocodiles, the saltwater crocodile. Ooh. Those were like uh, the most dominant wrestlers of different eras. Pretty good wrestling reference this week, yeah. if I do say so myself. Yeah. These guys uh, these guys are like the tippy top apex predator. And they also have the strongest bite force of any living animal on the planet. Wow. I think the PSI was at... Uh, 3,700. Oh my goodness. Which is, yeah, tip, which is really powerful. That's the most powerful. And the, the ones that are below it are like the uh, Nile 
uh-huh. crocodile and then the American alligator are the old ones below. So crocodiles in general have the largest bite force of wow. any of any creatures on the planet. Crazy. And uh, saltwater crocs can be found in many countries throughout Southeast Asia and and they're also in northern Australia. So you know what Australians call them? Uh, they salty. Call, they call them the salties. <laughs> yeah, we got the freshies and the salties, mate. Nice. Australians add an IE to everything they can. They have like footy, which is, which is what they call football or soccer. Oh, they call okay. it footy, and or, or is that rugby? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's silly. <laughs> but they they cover the salties cover quite a large area, and the average size of a saltwater croc. The males normally average around 14 to 17 feet long mm. and can and normally weigh 900 to 1,900 pounds. Gee. The largest confirmed individual uh, actually drowned in a fishing net in Papua New Guinea in 1979, and he was 20.8 feet. Wow. Now That's gu- almost double what the smallest one would be. Yeah. Yeah, that is it, crazy. That is double. Yeah. That is double the smallest one. Uh, a government study from Australia accepts that the very largest saltwater crocs are likely to be 23 feet and weigh 3,300 pounds. Jeez. Then another study says that they could probably get bigger and weigh 4,400 pounds. Wow. Well, that's the thing about crocs is that they're underwater. We don't always see them. So. Yeah. I'm sure if they get bigger, they just go deeper. Yeah. We we could never see. Like, could be a 30-foot one out there that we don't know about. Wow. If you the like, megalocroc. The megalocroc. <laughs> or if you've ever seen Lake Placid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that movie? I didn't know. I didn't even see all of that one. I remember watching it. I just it saw like, bits and pieces. It was made in like 1999, and I remember it. I was watching I was like only like 10 when I watched it. <laughs> but I actually really liked it. I thought it was kind of cool. Uh, but we don't, we don't have proper records of any being that large. Uh, during the 1900s, uh, these crocs were hunted and hunted a lot by poachers and just hunted in general. Mm. Most of the largest ones were killed. And crocs can live a long time, and they continue to grow as they get as they get older. Mm. So we essentially killed off a whole generation of large crocs. Does wow. that make sense? Yeah. And several crocodilian species were endangered, but or not they were endangered not long ago. Even like gators uh-huh. here in America, but they have since made a re- resurgence, and these salties are now listed as least concern. Oh, okay. Also, something interesting: salties have the greatest size uh, sexual dimorphisms, which means the males are four to five times larger than the females. Wow! They have the biggest difference between male and female size, with uh, females averaging around maybe nine to eleven feet. So huh. that's a big difference. Yeah, like the largest ones could be double the size of a female. And that's the biggest difference of all the um, crocodile species. That's so weird. Yeah, think? it really is. I, I mean, the women's. I mean, the women in that species has to carry all the eggs and everything for the know, for the crocs. Could. So you think it would have to get bigger to have all those eggs, be able to get more food? Uh, I don't know. Uh, it's uh, I don't know about that, but uh, it, it's it is weird. I, I found that as a weird hmm. fact about them. All right, so oh, uh, I, sh- I should have made you watch this video before we started, but I forgot. Uh, I'll have you watch it after. 
Okay. But I watched a video, which I'll put up for everyone to see. In this video is another famous crocodile named Lolong. He also has his own Wikipedia page. Huh. He was uh, he's suspected of killing and eating at least three people in the Philippines. And he was massive. He was 20.3 feet. Hmm. And weighed 2,370 pounds. Wow. Making him one of the largest crocs ever recorded. But uh, he is famous because in 2011, he was captured. Oh. And the video is of him when he's captured. And, like, words can't really explain how massive this croc really is. You've got to watch the video just to see its size. It's, it's like, amazing. Huh. Uh, it's, it's not just... It's not just long, but he is fat and he's just wide and long and his head is huge. You got to see it. But somehow people were able to sedate him and captured him and were even able to transport him, which took a hundred plus people to do this. Uh, But yeah, I'm serious, guys. You got to watch the video. And while he was tied up, they got him, they tied him up. Um, he became aggressive during the capture and twice broke restraining ropes. Wow. But the people were, were surprisingly able to restrain him and they put him upside down. Okay. That helps kind of help keep him calm. And it was really in the video. You, they have to trans. they caught him on the wrong side of the river. So they have to, they like tie logs uh-huh. together and like really like tree sized logs. And they have to, take they have to push him across the river oh okay so they have like hundreds of men on one side with ropes that are connected to the logs (laughs) and so they like push him in the water and they're just hoping that he doesn't escape and they were smart to put him upside down and then they like hundreds of guys are pulling this huge ass croc wow up up along the river it's it's really crazy so definitely watch the video but lolong was then caught or he was, excuse me, he was brought into captivity and kept in an enclosure in the Bunawan Eco Park and Wildlife Reservation. He was made into the centerpiece of the park and he actually boosted visitors, making it kind of a tourist attraction. Oh, okay. As you can imagine. Yeah. Uh, in June 2012, Lolong was certified by the Guinness Book of World Records as the world's largest crocodile in captivity. Wow. Uh, breaking the old record of another salty named Cassius, kept in Queensland, Australia, huh. who was just a little bit smaller. Uh, however, in February 2013, Lolong died. Oh. He died of pneumonia and cardiac arrest, oh. which was aggravated by uh, some kind of a fungal infection. And they also attribute stress to his death. Oh. I mean, he was... Living well, he was also believed to be over 50 years old when he died. Okay, so imagine, yeah, you're a wild croc for 50 years and killing whatever you want, and then you're stuck in a, an enclosure now. Yeah, so that's that's so not how, healthy for him. How long was he in captivity? Was it two years? Two years, okay, yeah, only two years, and that's all it took. Oh, that's too bad, but you can actually still see Lolong, huh? Uh, he was preserved by taxidermy. And is on display in the National Museum of National History in Manila, Philippines. Hmm. 
But interesting story of Lolong, huh? Yeah. yeah. Interesting story of the giant crocodile. And while uh, researching him, I came up with a new episode idea. I came. I was thinking we could cover celebrity animals. Oh, okay. What do you think? Yeah. Like famous animals that maybe were in films or famous animals like Lolong. Maybe animals that have their own Wikipedia page. So yeah. I know that they're at least somewhat famous. Yeah, that'd be a good uh, one. Yeah, I think that would be pretty cool. So maybe after we cover crocodiles, we could do the celebrity one. Okay. There's there's a lot of them I was thinking about. There's a couple bears that have been used in multiple films. Yeah. There's monkeys. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things. So that, that could a be few. a fun yeah. idea. I, I, I think I want to roll with that one yeah. at some point. Oh, and we also we also have been t- wanting to do uh, animals in war. Oh, you know, yeah. We got to do that that's, one. That's one that you're, you're kind of excited about. Huh? Yeah. But, all right, let's continue. Uh, we will cover saltwater crocs in a solo episode sometime. And I, I, I don't want to do too many crocodile things in a row. So I kind of want to stick it to like four episodes in the series. Okay. But there are lots of good stories. But uh, for some reason... I picked the Nile Croc over them this in this series. Nile Crocs are like a, they're like a close second in size and everything else. Mm-hmm. So they're they're really close. Um, but I, yeah, I kind of had to separate things the best I can. So we've learned a little about all fifteen species of crocodile. Uh, let's go. Let's go to over a couple more things. Uh, this will be kind of like a random facts and information section. Uh, crocodiles have been around a very, very long time. They are basically living dinosaurs. Yeah. Uh, crocodile species date back over 200 million years ago. So the ones living now are descendants of them, but they used to be much bigger. Mm. The largest species that ever lived, well, we think this is the largest one. Oh, okay. Uh, it's called the Cerro. Kosashukas, I think. I don't know. <laughs> or Sarkos. Uh, I'm, I'm not even going to try. But I'll spell it out in the description so everybody <laughs> can figure it out. Uh, dinosaur names are hard. Yeah. They really are. They are. There's stuff. There's even when they even when they show you the the like how to say phone, it? What, do you, what do you call it? Phonic pronunciation of it, whatever you is know. That, is that what it's called? I don't know. <laughs> is but, it called uh, phonics well, pronunciation? Because yeah, they spell it the way it sounds. Yeah, you yeah. know, spell it out. <laughs> Even that way, sometimes you're like, this doesn't. Like I grew up using that thing and saying, oh, it's this, but then I realize it's not. Like, yeah, uh, I don't. Yeah, but we actually have fossils of this species, and they are believed to have been thirty-six to forty feet long. Wow. That is that's a long like a school bus. That's long, yeah. It's like my house. It's the size of the school bus. <laughs> Mom, I can't go out today. <laughs> uh, and they possibly had the strongest bite force of any animal ever. Wow. Maybe, we don't know. <laughs> but it's a possibility. Yeah. All right, let's continue. All species of crocs are cold-blooded, obviously. So they have a very slow metabolism which allows them to survive long periods without food. We've covered reptiles, like snakes, Komodo dragons could do that. Mm -hmm. Like reptiles could do this. And they can survive months at a time without eating. I've heard, I've heard, uh, I swear I watched a documentary where they said it was a year. Wow. Crocodiles wouldn't eat for a year. But I was like, I don't know. I was just really surprised by that. I don't, I can't confirm that. I swear I heard it before. And then they can go months. So maybe, maybe they could push it to a year. 
but obviously crocs are excellent swimmers and have they have webbed feet uh their top speed in the water is around 10 miles an hour okay they use their tail to go fast. Yeah. They don't really have to go fast that often, if you think about it. They're, yeah. They're really chill most of the it's time. It's just a burst. Yeah. yeah. So we know they have the strongest bite force of any animals, but something in- interesting is that they, re- it really doesn't take much strength to hold their jaws together, hold them shut. Hmm. Like, I think your daughters, your 10-year-old daughters could probably hold their uh, crocodiles shut. They just can't lift it up. Yeah. It's really, it's really weird. That's how you, how you see. Remember Steve Irwin, the crocodile hunter. Yeah. He would jump and he close their mouths, and he doesn't have to put much force, and then he'd like quickly duct tape it. Yeah. So, and after that, they're not much. They're, I mean, they could still be dangerous, but not nearly as much. Yeah. Uh, crocodiles have eighty teeth, and they are replaceable up to fifty times. Huh. So you could lose the same tooth 50, 50 times. Oh, okay. And it would, then maybe it won't come back. But yeah, that's kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, crocs are ambush hunters, and they will they will eat almost anything. Hmm. Fish, birds, fish seem to be like their main um, source of food, but they eat anything. Birds, mammals, crustaceans, other crocodiles, humans. Yeah, uh, yeah, they they'll really eat anything, and they also have they have the most acidic stomach of any vertebrate animal. So their summers, their stomachs are so acidic that they can easily digest bones, hooves, horns, anything really. Jeez, you know, like how they eat. Well, I'll, I'll kind of touch on how they eat, but yeah, they swallow it pretty this big chunks of meat whole. Wow. And their teeth really aren't anything too special, besides that you, they could lose them fifty times. But they're not serrated like a shark's, you know. Uh huh. But since their jaws are so powerful. Once they clamp onto something, there's little chance of anything getting away. Uh-huh. And crocs do something really weird. Uh, some bird species have been known to do this too, but a lot of them will swallow stones. Oh. They do this to act as a stability tool to balance their bodies and to assist in crushing food. Have you heard of that before? Yeah. Do you know anything else about it? I didn't. With the stones, no. Yeah. I just heard it was for digestion. I, I'm really. I didn't have enough time to go in more in depth into it. So I'll, maybe I'll read more about it and tell you guys um, in this later in the series. Mm-hmm. And like I said, crocs cannot chew their food. They don't have that. Well, I mean, they have like the largest clamp, but they can't chew. And they use a different method. You know what that method's called? Different method of digestion. You mean a different or method of chewing? Oh, no. Yeah, you've heard of it. The death roll. That's a chewing? It's the, it's, oh, it's how a, they tear it, you know? Okay. Well, you know, how they spin around. Yeah. yeah. In order to tear pieces of flesh off, they literally grab uh, grab it and just start spinning their bodies <laughs> until it just... <laughs> That's how you make cotton candy out of a deer. <laughs> <laughs> until it just rips chunks of meat and flesh off. It's really cool to see, actually. Wow. Uh, they even do this when fighting with each other, too. Yeah. Uh, there's I've I've heard of several cases where crocodiles can be found with stumps for legs. And that's due to another croc literally ripping their legs off. Jeez. <laughs> All right. So, um, now we're, we're, I only, I didn't, I wasn't able to find any stories this week. Okay. But... 
I asked you to, Dave. Yeah. And how about you hit us with that story? I actually found one of saltwater crocodiles. All right. And you know I like World War II. Oh, I know <laughs> what you're going for. Do you? I know okay. exactly what story you're going okay. for. Okay. All right. So... To put this off. In fact, let's see if you can find this on the uh, globe. The good old globe here. Okay. See if you can find Ramry Island. Oh, I don't. Oh, okay. I know we're about where it's at. <laughs> oh man, this might this might take a minute. Tell your story. <laughs> it's supposed where... to be near Burma. Oh, it is. Yeah, off the Burma coast. What's it called? Uh, Ramry. R a m r e e. It's not showing. Oh, maybe it won't show it. Maybe it won't show it. So okay. Maybe it's too small. Yeah. So anyway, this is from this was at the Battle of Ramri Island, down by Burma. The Japanese conquered it in '42, okay. took it over, and in '45 the Allies led a, a, a exp, or, not an expedition. <laughs> what do you call it? They led a force against to capture it back. It was mainly a British force, possibly Australian. You know, with yeah, Australian that would make force. sense for it to be Australian. Yeah. So anyway, they went to, back to the island. They tried to overtake it. Well, the island is swampland. Yeah. And so, uh, interesting enough, during the battle, you know, they they eventually overtake it. But um, the British tell stories that at, at one night when they were at a stalemate, because they'd kind of trapped the Japanese in this one area, and it was mm-hmm. swampy. Yeah. And they said at night they could just hear the screams of Japanese and then, you know, being torn up by crocodiles. In fact, here I'll let you listen to uh, the guy's uh, one of the one of the guy's uh, right. journal entries. Okay, he says that night, February nineteenth, nineteen forty-five, was the most horrible that any member of the motor launch crews ever experienced. Scattered rifle shots in the pitch black swamp, punctured by the screams of wounded men, crushed in the jaws of huge reptiles, and the blurred worrying sound of spinning crocodiles made a cacophony of hell that has rarely been duplicated on Earth. Hey, I swore. Oh. You got me to swear, Matt. What'd you say? <laughs> hell. Oh, that's, that's so weak. <laughs> okay, anyway. Continue. At dawn, the vultures arrived to clean up what the crocodiles had left. Of about 1,000 Japanese soldiers that entered the swamps of Ramri, only about 20 were found alive. Yeah. That was crazy. Yeah, I've heard that story. Yeah. It's, it... The historians, they try to just be like, oh, that's impossible. They couldn't have, you know, maybe it's impossible for the numbers or something, but it's whatever it was, they beat. They, You know, the crocodiles eliminated the issue, the Japanese, <laughs> <laughs> the Japanese there. But yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, so really they won is. the Distinguished Service Cross. They were all awarded uh, the Distinguished Service Cross, those saltwater crocodiles. And, uh, <laughs> Get to give the saltwater crocs really. medals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I have heard that story before. Uh, it's, it's kind of a famous story. I'm, I might go in more in depth on that. Oh yeah, let's do at it at another time. Because I think there's a little bit there's there's more to that story. Okay. And it's really cool. And I know you like World War Two. Oh yeah. But uh, yeah, we'll definitely cover. We, we got so much stuff to cover this series. Nice. But uh, and I know I missed quite a bit of info, and I, I was I was really strapped for time this week. Uh, I have a new job and I was, it's hard for me, it was harder for me to find time to write this episode. So I know it's a little bit shorter than normal, but anything missed will be covered in the crocodile and alligator series. We're going to, it's going to be like four more, four episodes in total, maybe five, maybe six. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. But Dave, that is going to wrap up this episode. I know, I know we were also a little shy on attack stories this episode, but oh, believe me, they're coming. Yeah. I promise we will make up for it in the rest of the, these episodes. 
But uh, I hope everyone enjoyed learning some new things about crocodiles. And there will be much more to come. As of, as of next week, I want to cover, like I said, Nile Crocodile next week probably. Then cover uh, American Alligator after that. Then do an episode where we cover several attack stories. And believe me, I have some great ones. And plenty of them. So that is the plan as of now. I mean, this is, the card is always subject to change. And we might even do a bonus episode during the series as well. Hmm. I, I really want to make sure that we cover a good amount of things on this. Yeah. Now, Dave, if our listeners enjoy the show and want to support us, what can they do? Go to iTunes, subscribe, rate, review, leave us a comment. <laughs> well, how about I, how about I do it? Yeah, I'm not, I don't quite have it memorized yet. <laughs> so go to iTunes, subscribe, rate, review, give us five stars, say something you like about the show. And if you don't use iTunes, then whatever platform you do use, give us a review there, or you can even go on our Facebook page and leave us a review on that. Uh, Instagram, I fell behind. Oh, I suck at I suck at Instagram, <laughs> and it really helps. I, I really suck at Instagram anyway. But please give us a review on iTunes or wherever else you can find. It really helps us. Uh, get noticed, and I know it takes 30 seconds, but it means a lot to us. And if you want to be an even more amazing person, you can become a producer of the show by giving us a donation. That would be more than wonderful. Uh, I work really hard on putting everything together, and any donations would be greatly appreciated. And any money that you donate will go right back into the podcast anyway. I just ordered a, a cool book that was suggested by a listener Paul from New York so i just it's on its way amazon sent me the confirmation today nice i got it on sale <laughs> what book is it i can't, remember. I can't remember the name of it but it's it's about animal attacks and it's my i didn't really read the synopsis because our friend Paul from New York told me about it earlier oh okay and it, he said there's a couple of cool jaguar stories ooh so you know i enough said all, yeah. enough enough said and <laughs> you had me a jaguar you had me a ooh yeah you had me a jaguar <laughs> <laughs> but yeah any money will be um right be put uh, back to the podcast anyway and the way you can do that is on PayPal, you can find us by our email, forceofnaturepod at gmail.com, or you could go to my account on Venmo, Matthew-Hamilton-51. This is all in the description below as well. And also remember, if you or someone you know has a cool animal-related story you'd like to share, and maybe we can share the story on the pod. We have a couple that we haven't covered yet hmm. from listeners, so we'll get to them sometime. I want to put together a whole episode of listener stories, but we need more people to tune in for that. Yeah. <laughs> or if you, you know, if you just want to communicate with us, ask a question, suggest an episode, feel free at any time to email us or you can um, message us on Facebook. And also what we want you to do is recommend the show to family and friends, help build us up, tell them we are on iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, all the ones we need to be on. Now, Dave, do you have anything to add? No, I'm good. I'm excited for the next parts. <laughs> yes, it's, it's going to be a fun series. Uh, Colonel Cheetor, do you have anything for us? And everyone, don't forget to check out Matt and Dave on the Thorskin Podcast. They're still jabronis. That's right. Thank you for adding that. He's yeah. been, he, he hasn't been a dick today. He's spot on today. Oh, you've used that too much. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yes, definitely check us out on the Thorskin Podcast. Uh I'll, I'll put up a link to the to it on our description below. But yeah, it's gonna be fun, and I'll, we'll talk more. If you don't listen to it, we'll talk more about it the next week, and we'll tell you, give everybody an update. Yeah. 
But uh, other than that, this is the Force of Nature podcast. Thank you for joining us. Tell your friends, be a part of building us up, and we will see you next week. Bye.